Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, yeah. my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh, hi, I'm Chickadee Chuck. And I'm Godless. And this is your uh, weekly examination of things that are metal and stuff and things like that. Yes, that's what we talk about. We talk about metal and uh, all the issues uh, regarding it. Plus, I'd like to interview some fine guests this week. Our guest going to be none other than Ken Mode. Hell yeah. Uh, this, dude, it's so weird. Because uh, the brothers in Ken Mode, I um, <laughs> this interview is strange because they sound exactly the just same. pretend it's it, weird. Just pretend the first name's Ken and the last name name's uh, Mode. mode. It's, just one yeah, dude. it's just so weird. It's like when you, we're talking to two guys in this interview, and you can't tell them apart. Yeah. You, you just can't tell them apart, man. It's it's really strange. Someday man. we'll get a Metal Sucks TV show, and you'll be able to tell them apart then. But until then, yeah, right. Because uh, they look totally different. They do. They, well, I mean, if you shave them both down equally, right, they probably yeah. would almost be identical twins, but, you know. It's... Yeah, well, they shaved down uh, What's-Her-Face from the Star Wars, Star Wars prequels for that one movie where... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, they shaved her head. What was her name? The, the, the totally hot actress uh, did the, the evil ballet movie. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. <laughs> Shave her down. There she probably go. looks a hell of a lot like the guys in Ken Mode, too. So. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. It's, don't, the, you'll, we'll get to it here in a little bit. But uh, the Metal Sucks podcast this week brought to you by the Die Without Hope U.S. tour featuring Carnifex, I Declare War, Here Comes the Kraken, and Assassins, kicking off February 21st and running for five weeks through the U.S. Check Facebook.com slash Carnifex Metal for dates. Get their new album, Die Without Hope, on March 4th from Nuclear Blast Records. Make sure that you are uh, subscribed to us on iTunes, all that good stuff. We've got to remind you to do that. And uh, make sure that you leave a review and uh, five stars. Yep. Uh, but uh, tell us how shitty we are. That's yep. uh, that's totally fine. Use keywords. Uh, yes, as, lo- as long as those are shitty keywords <laughs> and they're SEO no, certified. quality keywords. Oh, quality keywords. About how shitty we are. Yeah, okay, that's, that's cool. That'll work. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at Bearded Ape. And I am at Godless Speaks. And you can always tell us exactly uh, what your thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get, get a few of those every once in a while, but I'm, I'm slowly building some followers here and there. Nice. But uh, this week, uh, we talked about this topic that we wanted to bring up. Wait, because wait, 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 what, what songs we playing? What? What? I don't. We'll get to that. Oh, I think you don't want to talk about the songs. We'll, we'll back sell them later. Oh, we'll back sell them later. I'm going to play a new one from Hark. I'm going to play, of course, something from Ken Mode. So we'll get into. And that. you're raving about Hark, so I can't wait to hear uh, it. It's 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 good stuff. Okay. The the story the story of Hark involves Clutch, but uh, that's not the most important thing as far as the their record is concerned. So I didn't oh, mean to derail you. Yeah, you totally derailed me. Didn't I didn't you? mean to. Damn it, I, was, I was doing the build up. <laughs> you know, what the fuck was I talking about, dude? People in Australia. Oh, I was, I was okay. So the thing the is, prison uh, island, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right. We've talked about stage diving. We've talked about uh, a lot of this stuff in crowd surfing and mosh pits and things like that. We talked about this stuff before. So I hated, especially last week, uh, we didn't want to bring it up over and over and over again. We don't want to talk about the same kind of topics over and over again because, I mean, you don't want to bore people, right? But the past two weeks, when it comes to metal audiences and uh, bullshit, has been unbelievable, 
Like it's been unreal the stories that have been coming out about different things. Uh, whether you were talking about the the judgment that got handed down uh, to Fishbone for one point four million dollars against them for uh, lead singer jumping into the audience Angela for a stage Moore, dive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you got that one that got that that story that came out. But then also Bring Me the Horizon and of Mice of Men. I can't believe anybody likes either of those bands enough to jump off a second story balcony. Uh, into a crowd that and kick ass. Uh, well, I don't think that was an actual picture of the stage dive. Oh, I think that, I don't think so. I really don't. I think oh. there was something else. It might, it might have been. I mean, it's it looked entire, cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's like smoking. Smoking looks really cool. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? You're gonna fucking die, you <laughs> dumbass. So jumping off a balcony, bad idea. And he wounded three people, uh, injured three people, and got arrested. Though that's what I thought was interesting. So so guy gets arrested after fleeing from the show. Yeah, he was good at diving, not good at running. Yeah, apparently not. Well, not after that dive. He's probably limping. He's not running anywhere. And so he injures three people and gets arrested for basically felony assault uh, at at this show. That that story popped up this week, and then this weekend. We've got this one at uh, Soundwave Festival in Australia, which you referenced already, and our f- fine friends in Australia that mm-hmm. is no longer a prison prison <laughs> island. <laughs> I can't wait to visit. Oh, man. The, the, what is it? It was the Soundwave Festival, right? Yes. Soundwave Festival. Thy Artist Murder was the band. Uh, a repo- according to the report that I read, they had called for the crowd to crush the security and get on stage and come up here and blah, blah, blah. Let's do this together. Blah, blah, blah. That kind of thing. Come up, uh, come up here and let's do this. And the video shows just people mobbing security and just probably a hundred, 150 people up on stage by the end of that thing. Even a dude on crutches. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole video that I saw was guy going up there with crutches and a backpack on his back, <laughs> falling off stage, trying to get up there. I'm like, Oh man. But, it, but in the end, what you have is a, you have a lot of a lot of craziness going on in metal audiences that could potentially lead to all kinds of terrible things. So you tie together these thing these three stories that I just talked about. You've got the Bring Me the Horizon thing. Okay, three people get injured, guy gets arrested. So those people potentially have a lawsuit against the band Bring Me the Horizon or the venue, or you know everybody else that's involved. So those people potentially could cause some serious, serious problems uh, for legal issues for those involved. Same thing with the Soundwave Festival. You've got 100, 150 people on stage. If somebody gets their foot stepped on and a broken pinky toe, if they wanted to, they could come at not only the band, but also the festival organizers and everybody else that's involved, venues, the security company, and so on. And... As soon as you think that that's not going to happen, you see this judgment against Fishbone, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, crap. It's like somebody just has... They the, won. They got a big-ass payday out of it. They claimed they had, didn't know what show they were at. Well, oh, my God. you know, claim whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, that, that's not the point. It, you know, this the is point the, is, is that you got money This is it. the end of slam dance culture, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. It's all coming to a screeching halt now, and it's such a shame. Well, slam dancing stopped in 1985. You know what I'm saying. The whole culture of like <laughs> yeah, a yeah. physical audience, an audience that reacts physically to the music. It, it, now, it's just never going to happen. It's never, and, it, and it starts with stage diving. All right, no, I'm sorry. It starts with being thrown off the stage by the lead singer of Lamb of God. It exactly. continues with being 
uh, jumped upon by the guy from the top of the lights, the Watsky guy, and and everybody complained about that. And I'm my feeling is, you know what? You gotta let that because you know what? Anything goes at these shows. Anything goes, and anything should go. Short of putting everybody on fire like Great White, everything should go. But is it a matter of that we're because the moment you start to wuss out about stage diving is the moment somebody starts wussing out about a wall of death, and then you wuss out about moshing in general, and now everybody's got sitting there. Well, that's where we are. I mean, yeah, it that's sucks. Where but is that because uh, is that because of? Uh, it's not, litigation, not, but then even worse, well, it's the wussification of 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 anybody who complains about all this stuff. Everybody was talking about how, oh, no, it was terrible what this Watsky guy did, jumping off the lights 35 feet over. No, it's not terrible. I mean, yeah, it sucks to get landed on, but it's a show, people. It's exciting. And if you don't have excitement unless somebody gets hurt. Well, Watsky should have at least had a mattress. I mean, come on, man. Or a pool, <laughs> like a little baby pool he was jumping into. That would be or, great, yeah. Or something, you know? I mean, come on, a cup of water. I've seen that, you know, what the, the cartoon where you wind up with the head and a glass of water. Like that, at least? Okay. Yeah. I could have seen that, but, you know, diving on a woman. Uh, well, that's because everybody around that woman was smarter than she was. Exactly. <laughs> oh, ah, get the fuck out of the way. You know what? If, you, no, if a show I'm, is going to be interactive, you should allow it to be interactive. No, no. What, I'm, what I was trying to get at is, like, do you think it may be uh, part of... As we more as metal gets more mainstream, as heavy music gets more mainstream, you're drawing people that are not used to what you get inside of a, inside of a, a show like this. So you're not used to moshing. You're not used to this. You're not used to that. You do. You don't typically. They don't typically enjoy it that way. But this isn't the first time like, metal has gone mainstream, as you call it. But well, yeah. But at the same time, like you, you, but you weren't time. you weren't moshing your ass off at a JP concert. You know, JP Judas Priest. Oh, you, you, you weren't moshing your ass off at a in an Iron Maiden concert. No, that's not what you did. Agreed. But you did that at small. They were smaller shows. I mean, ever you think about old school thrash metal shows where where moshing and stuff really got heavy, or hardcore shows in the eighties and where that stuff was big and huge. Well, and, when Slayer toured with Megadeth and Anthrax, that was in amphitheaters. Yeah. And there was some mosh pits. Yeah. But there were. But Kerry King is not stage diving. No, he's but people are moshing. Up, Tom Araya is not climbing up to the top of the rafters and jumping off into the thing. And you but, got a lot of people who are there because they, 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 it's their first time being introduced to this kind of music. But I think. Yeah, I mean, I, they, but that's what I'm asking, though. I, that That's where I'm kind of. Where the disconnect is, is, is I'm like, well, is it partially that that part of it? Like we've got a broader audience, or is it more that I don't, I don't know? I no, you got it. broader litigation. I, I think that's that's what so really everybody's comes down more to litigious, it. and it's, everybody's more litigious, and you know, everybody expects that they're going to be okay no matter what. You know, mm. it's sort of like you know what it, it, this reminds me of. It's, it reminds me of the tornadoes in Oklahoma. You remember this? The tornadoes in Oklahoma a couple of years ago, and CNN's going around to everybody, and everybody's like, "I praise Jesus for for sacrificing or, or, or for uh, saving us, and making sure everything was okay." You know what? You're praising him for killing all your neighbors, but not, but not you. you. <laughs> that that's what you're doing, and that's the same thing that goes on in these people, whether they're in the Jesus thing or not. But you're you're still like, you know what? I went to a show; it was really exciting, but I didn't get hurt. I was safe. I felt good. You know, but when you do get hurt, now all of a sudden it's not exciting and everybody's supposed to cry and sue. You, no, that's part of the excitement. I mean, I don't ever remember, like, the last mosh pit that I ever 
really went in. Uh, you know, I came out pissing blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like straight up. That was yeah. the, that was the reason that I stopped. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. My body says no. You know, and that made me go okay. But I didn't go and I sue Pantera for it. Right. You know, I didn't go and sue the Sunken Garden Theater in San Antonio. Like, I didn't go and, like, try to make somebody pay. Right. And, I mean, do we think that ever, that, uh, just ever, somebody's got to pay if you get a bloody nose at a show or you, uh, you know, break an arm? Or people, That's what people think. I mean, is that is that what it's about now? Yeah, that's I mean, exactly what it's about now. I mean, if you, but if you're standing there at a show and you're facing the stage and you don't expect somebody to come flying from the second floor balcony from above you... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but everybody's uh, fine. No, I don't know Come that they were fine. Somebody like get hospitalized out of that, dude. I know, but how long you stay in the hospital for? A day? Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, if you but, miss a day's work, you miss a day's work and get a ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar fucking bill at the you end. You got of it, a huh? headache for like I don't know a decade you or get, so. Yeah, you've got a headache because you're you're having to be fucking bankrupt because you're going to the damn hospital. That's that's what I'm saying. Is that I mean, sooner or later, that's the one thing that. So you settle of mice and settlement. Uh, Wait, and, how's that? For a pun, is that terrible? No, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of. Uh, that's terrible. Bring me the settlement if you're going to do that. There you go. Let's let's go that. <laughs> bring me the money. But I I think that you know they those people have to be made whole. I mean, no matter what, I think that's something Why? because because they have to be made whole. You, you should not walk away with with a gigantic bill from a from a from a show. You, you shouldn't. I mean, but I think that the, there's one and one person only who should be helping you with that bill. Who? The dude who jumped off the balcony. Well, and that's it. Because you, know, you know he's got a great job at a, at a, at a subway somewhere. It doesn't matter. I mean, if I own that theater, I built a second floor not for people to jump off of. Yeah. I built it for people to have a good view of the concert. I'm waiting. So what's going to happen? Now you're going to have everybody who builds a new theater has got to make sure it's a one level. Well, yeah. You or, know? Or because that's what I was thinking when I was watching the, this or the, the, uh, the Thy Art is Murder stuff from Soundwave. All I was thinking was we're a step away from chicken wire it's gonna it's gonna be chain link fence in front of the in front of the stage sooner than later i don't know i mean it's gonna it's almost gonna have to be i don't think that that particular thing is new i mean i've seen that happen before i've seen it happen before now you get a cell phones get to record it but we also well yeah exactly but we also saw security throwing people to the ground we also saw you know people being tackled we saw a lot of that stuff where security was trying to prevent it they didn't know what was going on apparently because they were just mobbed and that's how people get hurt is when they're trying to fight against something like that and that's where that's where things go wrong yeah security is always one of those i just don't want to see i just don't want to see more bands get what happened to fishbone you know, because Fishbone is going to be paying that paying that shit off for the rest of their career. There should be a national Angelo Moore Day. Totally. Yeah, I mean, just just to make sure that they are taking. You know what Try. I'm saying? Everybody, just play. I don't know when it should be. We got to start this. No, no, no. We got to do a. Well, we got to they got to do a Kickstarter or something <laughs> like like the 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 payoff. Yeah. Pay so, off the dumbass fine or something, something like that. But it's you're gonna if you're gonna see more of this stuff happen and that that's where the law is leaning where they're going to where they're gonna find people that. Then you know we're gonna have to we're gonna see less and less and less and less and exactly. less. Exactly, it. it's and the end of it. It's the end of it's it. It's gonna go extinct. It's gonna have to. In three years from now, when everybody's going to see freaking uh, 
I don't know, like DRI play Beneath the Wheel, and everybody's got to sit in a theater seat to go see that band. Everybody's going to go, hey, I remember when Godless said it was the end of slam dance culture. Man. It's all <laughs> over. That's what they're all going to say. And here it is. I'm telling you, it's all over. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... And, and it's sad because, you know, that's part of what makes this genre... What it is. What it is. I know. Is the excitement of the shows. And you know what? Half the time, more than half the time, the bands are boring as all get out. It's the audience that ends up being the, the, fun to watch. Well, it, no, that's very true. I so, mean, because they're jamming, they're just doing their thing. I, you know what? If you're a band, I'm not saying you need to put on a choir show, but you got to do something exciting because the rest of your fans are just going to stand there and stare at you from here on but I per- Yeah, right. The <laughs> sword are, gonna, are like now the bellwether. Jesus. Because you're going to have to, yeah, you're you're not going to be able to move. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. And, and But it's also, you get this, and I haven't seen As, as the Palace is Burned yet. You know, I haven't seen the documentary right. when yet. When is so, that, next week or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. But um, I haven't seen that yet. And I think about, you know, the situation that happened with Randy Blythe and, and all that that happened in Czechoslovakia. And we're, we're getting close. We're getting close to the point where people are going to be, be held criminally liable for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And... If something should happen, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. And it's, I think it's just, I'm afraid, you know, the situation is going to have to change not only with the crowds, but also the bands and the venue. Like everybody's got to figure, we all got to figure this something out because, yeah. because the crowds bitch because they can't mosh, right? Because the venue is going to kick people out if they mosh. And then the bands go circle pit. Come on, everybody circle pit. Let's right? do it. And so they're asking for it because they want to charge up the crowd and get people into it. Right. And it's just you can't have it all these different ways and not expect something to happen or not expect something you know, bad to come out. I don't know. You know, it's like it, it's these weird mixed messages that we're sending to audiences. And I, it's, it's just fucked up. And, yeah. I, it, and I feel bad because – I, I I mean I miss being young and and moshing like I I miss it yeah. I know my kidneys don't miss it because you know after yeah that, I don't that remember was, my kidneys oh, when I was young oh, I remember dude. everything worked fine I I've been pissing every ten minutes but that's that's basically <laughs> you know probably still injury from that Pantera job <laughs> but it's yeah I I just I feel like these newer newer crowds are just going to miss out on it. so many things yeah. that were part of that because yep. of all this crap that's going down now and it's it's kind of chilling. It's, it's, gonna, setting, it's setting a chilling effect through the goddamn industry all the way through. It. Dude, it's going to change the music. I mean, I know people think, think so? I'm crazy, but I think it's going to change the music because if I'm in the studio and I'm like run, writing that riff and I'm like, dude, can you imagine the crowd when they hear this riff? It, they're going to go crazy. Now nah, you don't want them to go crazy. Well, if we can get rid of the metalcore breakdown because of this, it might be okay. We can get rid of that. Everybody... Bounce everybody! Uh, the wall of death is man, done. The I, wall of death is over. It's, it's all done. It's all over. It's all done. It's all. I mean, this is the last ride. I hope Dillinger Escape Plan hit the road soon. They're on. Oh, they're dude. They're, because I, I really want. They're playing at the Mohawk again. Are they? They're, We're there. <laughs> this next time, I gotta see it because. Yeah. Uh, that venue is one of those places that has a balcony, and yep. last time, you know, Greg Pascano yep. jumped off the top of that thing, and 
yeah, it's but see, those you can guys have are, you can those have, guys have insurance. You can have insurance, but like you were saying, at some point the insurance isn't going to call cover true. you when you get dragged off to jail. That is true. I mean, if you get arrested or criminally charged for something, that's a whole other. But animal. they need big signs when you enter in saying this is Dillinger motherfucking escape plan, people. I know, I know, but but it, that only goes so far. Like because we had talked about that, you know, way back when about putting I didn't see the sign about putting it on the ticket, like saying yeah. that if you if you sign up for the show, if you buy pay money into the show you need to know you know what you're getting into yep you know a disclaimer but disclaimers uh, only go so far and they still have to be defended in court and those def- those lawyers still have to be paid so it's still somebody's got to pay yeah and it and that's what's the last uh, thing i want to do is go see dillinger escape plan and have them p- spend an hour and a half playing one of us is the killer you know <laughs> that's oh. the ballot off the album. Yeah, you know, know what i mean yeah. so it's like ah, i'm here for that god damn it but those guys, at least they got good insurance. So that's, you know. <laughs> I know. We could, we could talk about this for, for three hours because, honestly, it's. Well, you it, know, it's, it's funny because South by Southwest is coming. We're doing a panel and we're doing a panel on uh, podcasting. I almost feel like we should be doing a panel on this because we need to. There needs to be a real discussion from all facets of the industry. You're exactly right. Bands, promoters, no, booking agents, yeah, managers, exactly. record labels. We'll, everybody needs to get on the same page here. And that's the thing is that, that it's it is not one thing or the other. Right. It's but it's about what we are asking of the audience and what they're doing. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is that that I think everybody's got to know ahead of time, you know. It's and a, you can't and have the venue dictate it because the venue ain't going to communicate that to the band. You can't have the venue or the band dictate it because every band is different. And you can't have you know it has to be some sort of I, I don't know what we're going to do. I, there, you know, here's another. Uh, sorry, I know we're going long. <laughs> God damn it! Going long. Uh, 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 we I'll always stop. go long. God damn, I'll tweet it Yeah, exactly. We'll talk. We'll, <sighs> this this subject, like it, we've, we're rehashing it again because there's, but, it's so deep. There's so much yeah. stuff there. There really is, and it's and it's kind of scary. It and, really is. You know, then and, and and I think that you know, cell phones should be kicked out of hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Ken Mode has to say about it. Maybe no, <laughs> or will we? I don't know. Well, we didn't find out. We talked to the boys from uh, Ken Mode a couple weeks ago while they were on tour. Uh, and what's fun is, is that if you listen close to this interview, you can hear Russian circles uh, sound checking in the background, which is kind of fun. Uh, why do they have to play so much goddamn bass? Do, do they play like Girl from Ipanema or something cool like that? <laughs> yeah, okay, the damn Tom is good. It's fine, okay? Son of a bitch. Yeah, but they did it in a, in a very shoegazy way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so here's our interview with Ken Mode on the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> So you guys, do you find it hard being family, being on tour, or does it make life easier for you guys? Yeah, it's it's easier. We get along obviously very well, so it's uh, um, yeah, it's 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 e- we think it makes it easier because you know you can you got a level of trust that goes back your entire life. So I think, and we're we're comfortable with not talking. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. With the there there aren't that many people in the world where you can like you know go hours without talking and it wouldn't feel weird like in in other situations it would be like you know oh something bad happened and everybody's quiet but like if you're really comfortable with people you can just you don't have to talk if there's nothing to talk about so 
And I have nothing left and to that, say to this guy. That's, that's, that's just us said it all. 15 hours back from Chicago to Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> silence. Yeah, it's not complete silence, but you do, you know, it hits you where you go like, I don't think anybody's said anything in a couple hours. Yeah, which is always funny. Yeah. But then you got to be like, what the hell is there to talk yeah. about, right? <laughs> we spend every minute of every bloody day together right. all year. <laughs> yeah. How's your day? You know exactly how my day was. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> The only thing you weren't privy to is text messages. Yeah. How, how are your texts? And, and <laughs> realistically, a lot of the situations when we'd be reacting to things, we're both probably thinking the exact same thing. So I don't have to go like, what did you think about that thing that happened today? <laughs> I know get, what you thought. You were sad. annoyed the same way I was. Yeah. This is really getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> we are the same person. <laughs> we're not the same person. Yeah, just different haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> And I have more mangled teeth, as people like to point out all the time. <laughs> Jesus. The van. You got a new van? Same van? The van from uh, last summer? What the happened? The van from last summer. It is in tip-top shape now. Yeah? We got it last summer, and it has been through some, some poop. Yeah, because you got it, like, and it was like two weeks later or something like that. You, or three weeks later, you got somebody ran into it. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, after the first tour, it was, it was parked on the street outside of our place, and it, uh, a kid was... We suspect he was texting and driving. He said he was dialing the radio, but he just full speed. Nobody plowed listens right into to the radio it. anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Chuck. Yeah, especially <laughs> not like seventeen-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't make a difference. He was distracted and he ran into the van. Yeah, but it was the night before we left on a tour, so we were. But it was a tour where we were. We had one show before Pitchfork Fest. Yeah, yeah. so it was. We were like shaking. We were so upset. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. It was one of those. If there was one part of the tour we couldn't miss, it was the first part, and then yeah, it ended up you know being fine. The the bumper was all mangled, but it was uh, it was drivable. So we, it, we it was it. better than it looked because the picture looked like it was. Yeah, it's because the, the kid's van just crumpled into it, and his van was totaled. His his van, his parents' van, was totaled. <laughs> but uh, ours, yeah, it it had you know inevitably. It, a couple months later get it checked out again it's like oh the power steering box is leaking I wonder why hmm. could have been that well, considering that you guys put on like you guys put miles like hardly any other band does I mean you guys are constantly yeah. touring it's been silly the past uh, year yeah yeah by the end of this uh, tour we'll have basically been on tour for 10 months out of the last 12 which that's that's a lot. <laughs> and, and surprising that, like, yeah. the one time something happens is when the van's parked outside. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. But see, that's the that's the good omen, right? That's the, okay, take care of it now. That way it's not on the road somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah we've, we've had some bad luck, but we've had not, you know, it could have been way worse. Yeah. Like, we've had stuff like tra- trailer tires blow uh, without having a spare, and then the next exit there's a tire shop. So, like, occasionally you'll get some bad luck, but... Bad is relative because yeah. we've we've been pretty lucky in others. Or even with the bearings on our trailer, uh, they like exploded in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, the prior tour to our van getting hit, and uh, basically the wheel like was falling off. But this happened right as we rolled up into Brooklyn. So like, all these things happen at if if these horrible things have to happen, they're happening at the best possible time to happen. Shy of the fact that it was Brooklyn on a Friday night and you can't get anything done in Brooklyn on a Friday night. But it wasn't, you know. It, 75 miles an hour on the highways. No. Or the middle of Iowa somewhere. Yeah. Or even on the freeway in New York, shooting off and hitting some car <laughs> yeah, right. and causing a huge wreck and killing ourselves. Yeah. So we are fairly lucky in some We're getting some us ways. off on the right uh, foot here. Yeah. Positive. Uh, <laughs> 
positive topics of conversation. At least we didn't kill anybody <laughs> in ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it's not like like you think to yourself, oh, man, if we could just, you know, sell this many more T-shirts, then we could hire the guy who drove for Baroness and we'll be good. You know, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's like... Oof. When you put when you put any dollar transaction into T-shirts, it gets so depressing. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, the trailer broke. Yeah, it's it's like a solid seven hundred fifty T-shirts. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and I I do I do yeah. Do it. yeah. The accountant brain can't stop. I was going to say that was a that was, that was a pretty big revelation. Did not know you guys were accountants in a previous life. Yes, I, I always like to say that I'm the poser accountant because I just I did accounting for five years, but I I'm not like I don't have a designation. Shane has the highest designation you can get in accounting, so he's a legit accountant. <laughs> well, for Sounds bands like that are just starting out, yeah. how often do you reconcile your merch? Uh, I reconcile cash depends depends on the shows. Uh, if it's a shitty show, I'm not in a hurry. It, it depends on the, the the throughput of cash. If we spend a lot on stuff and have a lot of uh, uh, merch sales the night before, like I've done it every day the last three days. So, but normally it's every two days, and it's just because at a certain point it's because you like it. Well, it's not because you need band, to. It's like a cash business, so everything's cash. So if you miss one thing, it's it's better to catch it. Like our uh, we bought uh, gas late last night and. Uh, everybody's normally good about grabbing the receipt, but our, our roadie forgot to grab the receipt. So today I went, we're 70 bucks out in cash. Like, what are we missing? And I went, did you grab the receipt last night? No. So, but it's, it's it, doing, doing it now, you go like, okay, hey, what happened in the last 24 hours as opposed to doing it at the end of the week and going like, holy shit, we're missing 200 bucks. What happened? I don't know. Oh, your roadie must be the one who was asking Russian circles for a job. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been him. Yeah. We don't pay him well. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a buddy of ours. He's a buddy of ours. We had a pr- pretty awesome thing because we had an article in uh, Forbes that was done. Well, not like in Forbes magazine, but on Forbes online uh, that was talking about our business educations. And actually, at the time, uh, we met the woman who interviewed us was at Pitchfork Fest. And our, our roadie, Dale, who's with us tonight, was there, too. And uh, they actually mentioned the fact that he's a teacher as a real profession, quote, real profession. <laughs> so it, it's funny that we have the accountants and the teacher as mm-hmm. a roadie. And he's still with us. He's on a bit of a leave right now. So he's just traveling, awesome. seeing the world, having fun. <laughs> yeah. From inside the van. Yeah, from seeing inside the van. Beautiful, sunny Texas. So is it is it like a plan to hit the road for 10 months out of 12? Or is it, shh, to put it bluntly, yes, right now, uh, we're, we're doing the band full-time, and because of the nature of our educations and the types of jobs we'd want to get, we kind of can't come and go. So if we're doing this full-time, we want to make it worthwhile. So we're going to tour as much as we can, because otherwise we're sitting at home doing nothing, and that's... Expensive. Expensive yeah. and unacceptable. Like yeah. <laughs> We need to be doing something with our lives, and as much as sometimes this feels like we're not really doing anything with our lives, we're, we're doing something, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, so as as long as we're quote do, being a band full time, we're we're gonna be going pretty hard. Are you able to do that without hitting markets too often? That sort of thing. Are you able to develop? I mean, that's got to be a challenge too. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we like right now. We were out so much last year that it's the only time we're gonna be doing tours for the next like until we have a new album. Especially in the states, is um, support tours where we know that we'll be playing to people that have not seen us before. Because yeah, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Hello, Cleveland, for the tenth time. <laughs> We've definitely exhausted what we can do on our own. So uh, the more we can go, go out with bands like Russian Circles, like if if we get opportunities, we'll take them. Yeah. Obviously, we don't necessarily want to be touring the states like five times again this year because that would just seem silly. But uh, if there's people to win over, we're willing to win them over. There is so. such there's such thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although we have five records worth of stuff, we can keep cycling new sets. <laughs> <laughs> just go back and play that whole album in its entirety. Yeah. And, uh, oh, well, let's see. We're gonna do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We can be cheeky because it's been what now three it, three years since Venerable came out. We'll do a tour. We're gonna play all of the Venerable albums. Yeah. <laughs> we we could, but do people want us yeah. to? We care. Play probably all of not. Come on, man. Let's do it. <laughs> let's rock it. Uh, I mean, almost get get tempted to like. Let's just come up with a different band name and just tour as yeah. that other band for a little while. It, the material's a little different, but you know what I mean. I just, thought, just to keep the money coming in. I like the uh, the no means no yeah. Hanson Brothers approach. Uh, I was no, going to reference no that means too. no from Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, they would they would tour one way across Canada as one band and then tour back as the other band. <laughs> That's awesome. It was all the same members, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was just them wearing hockey equipment. Yeah, and playing punkier songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember seeing CDs from theirs. So I never, I yeah. never picked them up. That's right. We're not, we're not smart enough to do something like that yet. <laughs> is this the end game for you guys? I mean, is this? I mean, are you just gonna run run Ken Mode into the ground as long as you can and just keep going as long as you can? I mean, you're gonna make yeah, it because you talked you know. about that in Forbes. Like, this is not you know that someday this is gonna stop and we're gonna go get real jobs. And you just mentioned that as well a few minutes ago. I mean. Is that in the front of your mind or the back of your mind or what? Mid-mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this band will never likely cease to exist, but us doing it as a full-time thing will definitely have an expiration date. Like, we're, we're, we're not cool enough to make a comfortable living off of this. So uh, we, we acknowledge that, and that's kind of... Part of why we're doing what we're doing, because we, we, as we've mentioned in a lot of different interviews, where we went to school first, barely toured while we were doing that, and now we're touring like maniacs in our 30s, which most bands do the complete opposite. By their 30s, they're going back to school trying to get some sort of training so they can feed kids or wives or themselves. And uh, we just never really wanted to look back and go like, what if we tried? Oh, we should have tried. I always thought we had a good thing. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, and then we, and we don't have we don't have delusions of uh, rock stardom or anything. We just you know figured push it and see how see how far. How many nose do you need? <laughs> I want five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish you could turn those into cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Isn't it like a hundred thousand dollar cash prize. Nope. It's silver plated or something, right? I you love that people try to use that to actually make fun of us too. Wow, well, it depends. We're not I've, saying this. No, no, but I've I've seen people make fun of us online well, it's probably actually on metal sucks i've seen people make fun of us. <laughs> we get made fun of a lot just don't read the comments yeah. <laughs> oh god As I, i've i've said that uh like internet comments it's that's if if something has been viewed a certain number of times you it's guaranteed that it's gonna go you know it's gonna turn into a fight or it's gonna turn really negative and my best example is i was literally thinking like what's the like the most neutral or you know happy thing that could just devolve into arguments so i saw this puppy video like top 10 cutest puppies 
and it was people slagging the puppies. <laughs> the dumbass <laughs> dog. You can't. You can't win. Yeah. You really can't. Puppy at one oh six is ugly. <laughs> it's an ugly puppy. Shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> Person who made this list is an idiot. <laughs> we've we've talked to our a buddy of ours who we took on a tour uh, recently in the states. Garrett, who's a stand up comedian, and. Uh, because any anything that you're performing, people you know have give you positive feedback and negative feedback. And something about stand up comedy is it's the funniest because people will they'll they'll spew such hatred, but the person's just trying to make you laugh. <laughs> so you're kind of going like, "Wow, you really hate them," but they like when it comes down to it, Carrot Top is just trying to make you laugh. It's okay if you don't find him funny, but he's trying to yeah. make you laugh. <laughs> Where is this hatred coming yeah. from? Yeah. Just baffling the the culture we have with the internet that i guess people feel comfortable anonymously spewing hate just getting negative things out from their life but like well think I, about it most people don't get a chance to like you know just like crank up a guitar and express themselves and get angry and kind of do that i think a lot of people just really have no idea how to deal with that just energy in general because like People are a little too sedentary, and I think that's largely the problem. People need to learn how to deal with that, and I think a lot of it is things like exercise. You don't necessarily need to like scream into a mic or play angry music or you need whatever for something. Yeah, yeah you need something true. to get that out. Like we're creatures meant to hunt and forage and be active. Like people are constantly getting stressed out at work, and there's no release, so it's just turning into cancer. They go. Ken Mode has a new music video. Sucks. They should die. <laughs> You're like, all right, I feel a little bit That's an easy way to do it at their computer at work. <laughs> well, fuck you all, you suck. I just oh, lost yeah. three pounds. But it's, it's, and you can, you kind of understand it too. It's just, it's, it's still funny to see where you're like, really? Because well, you know that they don't feel that strongly about you. You're yeah. like, it's something else that's getting bounced off a couple things and it's just landing on you. Because if they really did hate us that much, we would be much more successful. It is just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really right. If they felt that strongly, they'd uh, they'd be spending time talking about us, and then word would spread, and we'd be famous. It is funny how people find that is socially acceptable, though. Yeah, no, it's weird. The concept just it's baffling. I still think it's the funniest with comedians. <laughs> They're like, go die. He's trying to make you laugh. Just wants you to have a good time, man. And, you know, make a funny joke about Barry Obama, and that's all, man. Yeah. It's okay if you don't find it funny, but no, he shouldn't die because you didn't find it funny. I think the same thing happens with critics, right? You know, it's like sometimes I'll read a review, and it's it's like, wow, you had to pull that one moment out of an yeah. awesome 40 minutes or whatever it is. And you, even if you give it four out of five horns or whatever it is, you can't help just talking, spending 25% of time talking about those few seconds. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I would, that, that's a, a hard thing. Uh, I think it would be a hard thing to do being a, a critic like that because it's just you, you'd run out of stuff to talk about and then you would you'd go like, well, I got, you know three paragraphs on this part that I didn't like and it just kind of would naturally fall out like that I've every time I read reviews of either our stuff or friends band stuff or any reviews I always think like man I couldn't be a music critic I just wouldn't I wouldn't know what to say like you 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 like what you like and you don't like what you don't like but 
it's more fun to not like it. Yeah, there's no, there's it only really so is. many adjectives. I'll tell you that right now. So I've used glowing. No, no, that's not going to work. Uh, well, you guys come off as like extremely logical in just your whole approach, everything, and then you know here is in a music that you're with the bands that you're touring with emotional people yeah. before logical you know and 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 the you know the music itself more emotional than logical so where's the 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 line where where where's the twist the the turn for you guys um and how do you cope it's a balancing act for sure yeah it's i've i've said that uh, cuz i worked um at an accounting firm so i you know spent all day with accountants and all day with musicians. Accountants suck. And it's, oh, it's, they both drive me insane. Like, it's just, it's polar opposites and they're, there's, there's good things and bad things about both groups, but I, I honestly couldn't pick which one drives me more crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, it's not their fault. It's just kind of, that's their, that's their MO. A lot of musicians are just off the wall, emotional and not logical. And then accountants, just anytime you're talking about any kind of art, they just, it's blank stare. So, but anyway, it's not, you know, not slagging on either group. It's just, it's frustrating being the middle ground between the two. You're going like, well, I guess it's just me. Honestly, yeah. I think that's why I'm still so tired because of the last year having to spend it every day with musician types. Having a month off, I don't think was long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Because we started this tour, and usually it's it's pretty easy to jump back into the swing of things, and I'm I still just feel tired, which is <laughs> lame to be like I'm not complaining about it, but yeah, we've been out a lot. You never you, you don't know how much is too much until you do too much. Yeah, and so, by then the booking agents already got the next thirty the next, days yeah. lined up, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. we the were next talking about uh, our buddies in Inner Armor about that because they were they were spending some time or taking some time off and. Uh, then they got offered this tour because another band wasn't able to do it and they said like oh we gotta take it and we we went out we went on tour with Inner Armour before we had tons of fun it was you know it was a great tour and so they said like we had to take it but oh man I don't we want we wanted to spend some time you know not on the road and so we're we're kind of in the same boat we're we're happy to be out but it was it's uh we're we're realizing how much is too much yeah it's kind of a blessing in disguise that uh our European plans around Roadburn kind of fell apart, so now we do get to have some time off to write and regroup and kind of just not be on the road. Was that a financial <laughs> issue, by the way? That it was more just the... T- uh, um, we didn't have a good tour around it. Right. Like, there were a couple op- options for us to do, and we didn't want to take something just for the sake of, because we just did a tour last fall in, in Europe... And uh, we we didn't want to go into it knowing that it was probably going to be a tour package that we wouldn't fit in that well with. So it and was just, and just lose a ton of money. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's not. We've we've talked about that where people say like, well, with the, being the accountants, you probably make everything like it's a you know it's got to make sense business wise. And when you're dealing with your art, you're inherently not going to do stuff do stuff counter to what would make sense from a business perspective. So. Um, it's not all that, but it it's definitely um, it definitely is a factor when when you go like, all right, here's how much money the band has right now. Can can we do it? Right. Yeah. Well, hot Italian chicks have got to figure into it a little bit, right? <laughs> We've, we haven't played that many shows in Italy, so 
Yeah, French, and the, the ones that we French. have, not a lot of Italian women come to. Yeah, yeah French women. Whew. We don't want to seem like D-bags, but they're very pretty in France. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we, like, we had a show where we were literally laughing, going like, this, this city must be an anomaly because it's just, statistically, this doesn't make sense. Like, how, is, how are there this many very, very attractive women here? Yeah. Did you look it up to find out if Ken Mode means something in French? That uh, <laughs> actually, I did learn uh, the first time we toured Europe. I learned that in Paris, there's a slang that what Ken Mode would stand for. Because I guess Ken is a slang that means both fight and fuck. See, huh. so it's fight fuck mode. That's why they came. <laughs> <laughs> and we we went over quite well that first time we ever played in Paris. And basically every show we've ever done in Paris has been really awesome. Yeah. Granted, we also played Hellfest in 2011, so I think uh, a lot of people have told us, like, Hellfest is a huge deal over there in France, and if you play it, people will automatically care about you. I don't know whether or not, not that's the case with us, but I, I do know that French people tend to gravitate toward a little bit noisier music in the extreme music spectrum, so that also is to our favor, but yeah, we've... we've we, we like playing in France. Have you been to the catacombs in Paris yet? No. no. Oh. We've played Paris like, what, three times now, and we've never been there. Gotta go. I had nightmares for like three months. It was great. I want to. I want to. Gotta see it. <laughs> we'll say, uh, before moving on, though, that it did suck that we had to cancel Roadburn. We, yeah, were, we, we were, were looking forward to that. And we did We did everything. We, The reason why we announced that we weren't doing it so late is because we had one other tour option that was, like, dangling there that w- might be a go, might be a no-go. And then when it was for sure that we weren't doing that one, then we, we you know, called it. Because yeah. we even weighed the options of just flying in to do that show, which would have been kind of brutal. Yeah. Which <laughs> is anyway, why we had to. It's too bad. Hope I'm I'm sure one day, maybe maybe next year it will line up. Unless, we'll unless we've been blacklisted. <laughs> but Wow. Yeah, you never know. Hopefully we haven't hopefully been. not. I, I had so read I a book once uh by Tony Levin and he was talking about touring with Peter Gabriel and how like when they would get off touring he would go home and it would take him like a week to just sort of get out of tour mode and be, you know, husband mode, dad mode, neighbor mode, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And and then <laughs> then going back out on the road, it would be that sort of twist again. Have you guys sort of like, by this point, just completely lost? Did you, have you forgotten what it's like <laughs> to be? you just road mode 24-7 or what? Yeah, we largely have been all last year. Um I had a really weird adjustment coming back over the holidays because we got back like December 18th, I think it was, and I got sick literally in the van two hours before getting to Winnipeg. So I was sick for like a week and a half, two weeks upon arriving, and it was the holidays, so it was just a weird time, so I, I didn't adjust well. My sleep patterns were all messed up. I was sick. I was feeling depressed because like I... I need some sort of release to, to feel normal. So, like, when I'm on stage, I get that every night on tour. And when I get back home, I, I try to ease myself into, uh, like, training. I train Muay Thai and some jiu-jitsu, and I kind of need that. Otherwise, I feel crazy. Not in, like, a weird way. But <laughs> like, anxious. I don't feel right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel right, and uh, I just I feel 
kind He's of single, ladies. down. <laughs> I feel crazy <laughs> unless I'm hitting people. I'm totally insane but, right now. Or screaming at large groups. <laughs> but I need that, man. Yeah. So I, I didn't exercise and I just, I, I ate too much cake and chocolate and cookies because that's, <laughs> I just, I like it's the holidays. Yeah, Come I like on. sweet things. So I was, between laying around watching Netflix and eating all kinds of sweets, I just, I spiraled into a shame cycle of, <laughs> Yeah, just sloth. It was just tap myself out. So by the time the the new year came around, I started to get more into a routine. But like, I was going to bed at like five in the morning. Yeah, it's just not adjusting well. And and the fact that we were going to be going out in a month anyway, like it was like, well, do I try and fix this? Is there really a point? Yeah, Yeah. I'll just be an anomaly for a while. (laughs) Tour tour sleep schedules are, are just always ridiculous. Like you you go to sleep really really late. And then sometimes you have to get up really, really early to get to the next show. Or if you're, you know, if you have a day off, you can sleep all day. So it's it's just chaos, constant chaos. And touring itself, I mean, do you feel like, like, I don't know, touring after you've done it as much as you have the past year, that it has a different physical effect on you than it did maybe a few years ago or even before you started this heavy touring schedule? It's hard to tell. I know because when we were younger, we never toured as hard. So I do know that by the end of uh, 2013, like we were all feeling pretty beaten down with the schedule we'd kept. Just kind of tired all the time. Uh, I don't know. I think we're a little rejuvenated with a month and a half off. but Yeah, we're we're pretty... Like I, I don't get nearly as worked up about going on tour anymore, obviously, because it's it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we were younger, I used to, you know, I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before because you're all, you know, revved up and everything. But to put it into perspective, how little we actually toured before doing the pushes we did for Venerable and Entrench, and we played more shows in 2013 than we did in the first 10 years of being a band. Wow. Because from '99. Yeah, from 99 to 2010, when we recorded Venerable, we played less shows than we did in 2013. Because so, we, we would do like kind of the obligatory one tour a year, and it was usually like a month. So you get like, you know, maybe 30 shows there, and then you'd have some local shows or whatever, and you're spending most of your time writing, so... And then <laughs> when, you're, when you're gone all year, you really rack them up quick. Yeah. Because we're nerds, we have a spreadsheet that every, every, sh- every show. I know these stats. Because, uh, it's like, look, statistically, this is what we did over here. <laughs> when did I do that? I, I did that in 2011, I think, when I decided I was going to try and write down every show we've ever played. Yeah, you might be missing a few, but yeah, I think we're only. I don't think we're missing actual shows. I think we're just missing the, dates the date. from like. Two or three of them. This is from like 2000. This is interesting. Yeah, nobody. information nobody cares about. Other than other bands, they say like, "You guys have that written down." I gotta start doing that. Yeah, and it's no, no one cares ever. No, and it's no, yeah, and it like no, it's it is, BS. Especially if you could just like start like late, late getting like the board recordings and just like put up the little MP3 and then <laughs> no, that's, it, that's, some, that's the most depressing part. I never want to so hear those. Yeah. Well, you don't have to listen to it, but yeah, there might be fans true. out there. Um, <laughs> uh, board recordings, God. Like hey, literally, any board it, recording. Just put a ninety-nine each. Yeah, you put it. Yeah, you I put would it, never sell that. You put ever. it on cassette tape, dude. It'll sell like hotcakes, man. We would sell anything if it sounded good. But every every board recording I've ever heard of us is. It's been oh, this is like that old Monty Python joke about this. The well, we got 
12 miles of string, but due to poor planning, it was cut into three inch strips. Well, that's your selling point. Yeah, Be like, yeah. shitty board recordings of Ken uh, Mode. Come on. These sounds awful. On cassette, it'd be, you know. Game, a little little cardboard sleeve. People yeah. buy it up. Limited to thirteen copies. <laughs> there was uh, oh, I forget which song I was looking at, at your lyrics, which I almost never do. But your lyrics are really really cool. Oh, thank you. So and and I'm trying to figure them all out. So I'm like, all right. So I got to ask you later about uh, 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 what has God promised you. But I'll get to that one. <laughs> I wanted to ask. Uh, oh, so there was the one song that you got about. Um, is it secret vasectomy where you're talking about gray hairs and sleeping on floors? And it just sounds like like well, that, that one's Romeo. Must I'm never sorry, Romeo. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're talking about being on the road. Is it? Am I right? One could argue that that's one of the perspectives. <laughs> oh, it's going to remain cryptic. What's it about? It's, it's whatever you take from it, man. <laughs> I wrap a couple meanings into a lot of things in some songs. That I'll, one. I'll have to ask the boss. Can can I uh, burst the bubble on what the title? Is yeah, the, the inside joke. The title is an awesome inside joke. Okay, so the the inside joke on the title, Romeo must never know, is that the guy who does all of our T-shirt designs, and um, he's he's a, a friend of ours, an amazing artist, Randy Ortiz, uh, damnthedesign.com. Um, he uh, he's a Filipino. His dad's name is Romeo, and a couple years ago, maybe three years ago. He yeah. he had uh, started doing his his like kind of desk job part time and doing his art you know the other half of the time and then eventually he, he like right now he does his art full time that's how he makes a living. Awesome. And uh, when he was kind of easing into it and he was only working part time, we were asking him if his if his dad knew that he was doing you know he was only he was only working part time and he said Romeo must never know. <laughs> and we we laughed for a long time. Yeah. We said we got to write that down. That's awesome. <laughs> Because you know people are going to read into a title yeah, like that. Romeo yes. must yeah. never know. And I, it's I, a love story. No, it's our friend Randy. His dad's name is Romeo. And I definitely used that title to tie into the lyrics where it could mean a few things. Yeah. Which I, I had some fun with it. And the, the fact that it's about his dad makes it even better. So, <laughs> so many song names that are related to that guy. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome. Secret of a Second is actually <laughs> another one that we were talking about with Randy. <laughs> Uh, just as a concept, it's uh-huh. it's a great concept. The secret vasectomy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know why we're yeah. not. No, shoot, we, we're not expecting yet. I, I don't know what's not working. He had a secret vasectomy. That's what's happened. So it is kind of, sort of about touring, but yes, other things too. It's definitely it definitely is. It uh, some of those uh, passages are from a particularly horrible night I had in Boston three years ago. <laughs> like have you like you get done with the gig you got to go to you, you, you who can put us up for the night right yeah and then everybody lives in filth of course oh it's disgusting i like the the question that you asked about uh where in our heads is the going back to to the the regular job i was gonna say that it, it depends on the night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the show is amazing that is i you barely even know it's there if the show was horrible it's right at the front you're going <laughs> oh my god i want to just <laughs> I, I would love to sit behind a desk with a cup of coffee instead of lie on this floor right now so it's but there's the grass is always greener right covered in cat and dog hair and <laughs> everything smells like pee and then three months of that you just be like i want to be back out three of the months road. three hours <laughs> be back out of the road no yeah it all depends on on your mindset sometimes those ridiculous uh nights on tour where it's 
it's like so awful. Sometimes it's so awful it's funny. Right. Where like it turns into a black comedy. Where we like definitely had moments on like stretches for weeks on tour where Shane and I are just laughing. To yeah, we're going each like holy other, like how crap. This is I can't believe how bad this is. Like we can't be upset. This is just funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was actually we, we we did a lot of laughing on the last tour we were out on. Yeah, that no, was with with Norma Jean and those guys are awesome. They really like us, and it was fun to tour with that package. But the crowd did not no, they, like us uh, at all. They weren't so into it, which was we both found strange because we're not like we're obviously we don't sound like Norma Jean, but we're not that far off. At least where you'd think like people would hate us <laughs> but apparently that was the case and i guess you got to laugh at a certain point right yeah we well, definitely it was did. mostly because we that tour wasn't when we did the the tour with inner armor in the summer we'd already done so many tours in the, in the u.s in 2013 we said okay we're gonna give the u.s a breather until next year now and uh the norma jean tour came up kind of last minute and we had to we had a canadian headlining tour that ended um at the near the end of November, and then we had to drive from Saskatoon, which is in Saskatchewan in Canada, to, to Anaheim to meet up with that tour. So it was really like a okay, yeah, no, this it, it it'll it'll be a good tour. Let's let's do that one. So it was a like really out of the way, and then we did it, and then they they weren't having it really. It, but it was still it was still a lot of fun because of the other bands. But it was more just ridiculous, going like, wow, we really. We could have been home. <laughs> yeah. the, the especially funny part to us was the fact that like we hadn't had longer than a week and a half off since July when we started a tour with Interarma. So like we'd been gone a lot from after that tour in July and August. We had a week and a half off. Then we did a European tour, had five days off, then did a Canadian tour, then had zero days off and jumped into another American tour. So we were like... We just we want a break and to have this is the last tour of the year to like have that taste in our mouth like oh does it do anything to your confidence? Uh, not really. Like we That's had good. we it was it was more just surprising that because uh, you never really know, especially when you're when you're a support band on a tour, you never know whether or not people's fans are going to like you. So uh, we're not. We've had a couple shows on this Russian Circles tour, and it, it seems like you know all the bands are like Interarma and us are, are going over pretty well. So. We're optimistic, but you never. That's kind of this the nature of the game. You ne- never really know if people are gonna be into it. Yeah, we we kind of hadn't been in a situation like the Norma Jean tour since we'd played the odd hardcore show when we first started as a band. Mm-hmm. So like I, I I'm not used to having essentially hardcore kids disrespecting us while we play, which was just weird because I'm I'm used to if, if people don't care they don't watch or whatever they'll leave. But these kids, like, because they were kids, straight up, like, the average age may have been 18, they'd get shitty. And it was just baffling to me. It's like, why are you even standing here? Like, if you don't care... (laughs) It's not not baffling that they didn't like us. It was baffling. They're like... It's just, a wa- it's just a waste of time yeah. ragging on a band that you don't like. You're like, eh, just, yeah, just leave. The same guys who went on your Facebook page and talk shit about you, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, too. You guys suck. Uh, that, rules. Yeah, that that happens just if you're a band. You'll have, <laughs> we've, yeah, I think every band we know has had people do that, where they'll, li- they'll like you on the internet just so they can post something on your wall like, you guys are horrible. And you're like, all right, thanks, <laughs> thanks. band. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so time. why be uh, sort of not wanting to kind of talk more about what the lyrics are about? 
What do you, What do you want to know? Well, I, I guess you know what, it, what. What What was the situation? What is it? What What do you? Uh, what's the big picture thing? You know that you're talking about when you're talking about you know that moment on the floor at five a.m. and just hating being there. That's what it it reads as. You know. Yeah, and that that song specifically, I guess it's just. Uh, Realizing and acknowledging the bigger picture of what's going on, mm-hmm. and I, I have that one line: uh, "Was it too much love to let go?" Is that what I even say? I don't even remember. <laughs> when, unless you I'm, remember unless I'm literally <laughs> running through the lyrics in the song, I sometimes yeah. forget what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> I've had it where uh, that song in particular, I'm, I go to Shane. What the hell's the first line? <laughs> I keep forgetting it. Like, we haven't played this in a long time. I don't remember what the first line is. Once I get that first line, I can jump into it. I don't even have to think about it. But if I have to think about it, I'll screw up the words. (laughs) And the the look on my face going, oh, crap. He doesn't know the words? (laughs) Yeah, but but the the Norma Jean fans don't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, they, they, yeah. Oh, God. Imagine we played that song on that tour. No, yeah, you got to. We, you got to tailor the set. Come yeah. on, never play. We shouldn't quiet say, like, songs. We, we shouldn't paint it as all bad. There was a, like any tour like that. You'll you'll have some people who really liked it, and you know, a, a band like us is is one of those bands where um, you'll you'll get the odd uh, person who comes up to you and said like, you know, that was they really blew their mind, right? But uh, um, that that tour was definitely less less than <laughs> usual. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't blowing. Some guy asked if if Jesse was on mushrooms. So, all right, real quick, last question then. What has God promised you? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, what's the background? That's why that title is funny. Uh-huh. It's also uh, I don't believe in God, so that's part of why I use that as a title. But it's uh, the song in general. It's it's somewhat. I, I like I like to think of my approach to a lot of subject matter that I write about that I approach it from almost a perspective that South Park does where you make fun of both sides <laughs> of it because mm-hmm. they, they mercilessly make fun of every angle of any kind of political or social issue and that's what makes it funny just recognizing when people get so uppity about anything like do you realize how ridiculous you look so I, I was poking fun to a certain extent at uh, the concept of the people being entitled to anything and there's the line I, I want it all like yeah, so? <laughs> and some people believe that, that God truly is, you're owed that from God. Like, no, nobody owes you anything. Yeah. I you're deserve fucking, this. You're a fucking really? idiot. Says who? Yeah. Or the, yeah. I deserve my beautiful woman in paradise. No, well, well, you I don't. That, nobody deserves anything. You've got to work for it. 20th century Christianity, which is my success proves that god is 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 you know blessing me you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, because i'm rich there, therefore god loves me that's or all the, the why sh- the seahawks won or all the shit that i <laughs> all the shit i swallow on a daily basis is god just testing me and yeah. or it's not even necessarily a religious based song i just kind of threw that in there to make people think yeah it's um, just, but yeah it is funny that people they they do feel it's and it's not necessarily being lazy and feeling entitled, but they they think that if they work really hard, it should work out, and that we know a lot of bands where they they kind of success being a very relative thing. If if they think that we've achieved some success, they say like, well, it's you know all the hard work paying off, and we've kind of said like, 
it's there's no guarantee like we're we're pushing it as hard as we can but we have no delusions of thinking that like it's gonna it's gonna go to somewhere amazing it's just all you can do is is go as hard as you can and see where it goes well go as hard as you can and be smart while you're doing it yeah yeah because you never know like the some some friends of ours in bands like uh the the deaf heaven guys we went on a tour with them it was like their first full u.s tour and they've they've done the exact same thing as us and they've just been pushing it as hard as they can and they've like last the last year just blown up huge right and going like there's no guarantee sometimes it's the perfect storm and it goes you know sky's the limit and sometimes you know it doesn't work out but i think some people look at us because we're a style like stylistically speaking we have a lot of things going against us because we're <laughs> we're not playing something that's cool a lot of people are saying that what we're playing is just a revamped version cool. <laughs> of something that's a time that has already passed. So why should anyone give a crap about our band? So I think the fact that anyone's even talking about us, I think people think is like, well, you guys are like a success story because people shouldn't be talking about you. I like that uh, that line that uh, Sean from the Great Sabatini had where he said, some guy said, what's it like playing a style of music that's obsolete or something, <laughs> something like that? Oh, that's oh, like not cool, cool anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's... That was a... Uh, I, I had a, a conversation online with a, a bunch of musician friends about stupidest things people have asked you or said to you about being in a band. And wow, just some of the stuff is... It's amazing. Like, it, it ran the gamut of... You know, people just not understanding, like regular people not understanding what being in a band is really like, to people just saying horrible, rude things, and they they have no like they don't realize don't it. realize it. They'd be like, so what's it? Yeah, what's what's it like playing music that no one likes? You're like, Whew, it's a good question though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the question. I'm gonna have to think about that one for a little bit. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna sit down and I'm gonna think about it and I'll answer it. Take a deep breath. And, <laughs> when yeah. we interview at Deaf Heaven, we'll we'll ask that question first, <laughs> right. and then we'll blame you guys for say <laughs> say hi to, uh, from us though. <laughs>
brand new music from Hark. Black Hole Southwest is the name of that song. Crystalline is a uh, new CD. If you go on there, there's a song featuring Neil Fallon. It's like the last song on the album, but it's like 12 minutes long. So we're already way over time. So I didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to throw that one in there. I'll give you a different one. But that record is really, really, really good. Like I'm really impressed with the rest of it because I, I I was like, oh, Neil Fallon from Clutch. All right, I want to jump in here and check this out. You know, cool song. It's not bad, but I got to cancel listen to the rest of it. And, and man, yeah. Me like me likey. It's noisy. <laughs> it sounds a lot like uh, Gojira in weird ways. Like if Gojira was from where did you say Georgia, nope. a, a state, a state with the Carolina, <laughs> yeah, something like title, that. Yeah. Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you by the Time Without Hope U.S. Tour featuring Carnifex. I declare war. Here comes the Kraken and Assassins kicking off February twenty first and running for five weeks through the U.S. Check Facebook.com slash Carnifex Metal for dates and grab their new album Die Without Hope on March fourth from Nuclear Blast Records. Thanks to uh, Ken Mode for uh, being our guest this week. Those guys are really awesome, really Very nice patient, dudes, yeah. and uh, and uh, just yeah, excellent guys, man. And I, the creepiest thing about that is, did you hear what I'm saying? Like the, the, you can't tell the two of them apart. It's so awesome. I'm like that's strange. And no, we didn't talk about the cell phones because we're <laughs> fucking stupid. Well, we were trying to. You had to go. Was, well, no, uh, yeah, we had to go. Well, we still talked to him for, for like forty five minutes, yeah, but, but still, I mean, well, I just totally. I thought there was a forgot lot. Forgot about it. I, I thought don't, there was a lot of really good stuff there. So I don't know good. why I forgot about it, but I forgot about yeah. it. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it happens. Next time they can kick the cell phone out of my hand, it'll be okay. It's all right, guys. Call it even. Uh, but we got to wrap this sucker up. Make sure that you are uh, subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, just uh, search for uh, Chuck and Godless or the Metal Sucks podcast. You'll find it there. And, of course, we post it every Monday on MetalSucks.net. With those links, you can uh, find it there. And you can also find us on Twitter. I am at Beer Today. I am at Godless Speaks. And this has been the Metal Sucks podcast. Metal Sucks.